This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 77. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Fionula Wall to the Baller Circle. Fionula helps entrepreneurs offload their shame and discover their true self so they can, can significantly grow their business. Fionula, happy to have you on the show, and I wanted to know if you wanted to fill in any gaps in that intro and let us know about who the real Fionula is. Brilliant. Thanks so much for having me here, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, So yes, basically what I do is I show entrepreneurs how to take that big leap um, in sales and show them that they have everything inside them to already do that, that there's nothing external. It's a matter of working with the mind and it's really not that difficult. Painful, uncomfortable, but it can, you you can get there fast. Okay. I like that. So uh, but before we talk about your business specifically, I want to know more about you and how you grew up. What, what was life like for you growing up? Great. Yes. Uh, well, I, I grew up in Ireland, which is where I still live. And um, there wasn't any entrepreneurial sort of thing in my family. My dad is a farmer, so I suppose you could call that a, a business and everything else. But uh, I, I did go through the thing of going to university, um, working, getting a job. I used to work as um, an elementary primary school teacher and I was always into self-development. I, that, that was a big thing for me. Um, I always thought, you know, self-development is like uh, going to therapy and then that's how it is. But I quickly realized that actually by having a business is the self-development course if you really go all in on it and if you're willing to be uncomfortable with um, getting where you want to be. So, um, yeah, so so what I did was I was planning on, I did a course in counseling psychotherapy, I was planning on being a psychotherapist. Then I happened to go into life coaching and from there I was a relationship coach and now I'm working, um, I suppose sales might be the the name, which some people would call what I do, Um, but it, it, encompasses a lot more than that nice nice i like that so were there some events uh that happened in your story that inspired you to to really want to go after this uh yeah for sure when i was working uh first of all when i was working as a teacher i knew i I didn't know really what it was i was supposed to do but i just knew that i didn't want to be working for somebody i knew i wanted to work for myself i didn't really know how what that would entail or how it would want to be I love people. I love working with people. I love seeing the potential in people, bringing out everyone's um, maximum potential. And um, I suppose that's why I happened upon life coaching rather than pursuing. I, I did a course in psychotherapy to pursue that further was um, rather than focusing on the past to look at what we have within us and really bring that out so we can get what we want in the future. Hmm, I like that. So on your journey, um, did you ever hire a life coach yourself? Did you have any any people that, that trained you? Yeah, that's a really good question. And yes, I did. Uh, I had a, a coach when I started my very first business, uh, which was 2014. So not so long ago, three years ago. And when I started as a breakup and relationship coach, I hired a coach then. Um, I did a lot of work actually with the media, with, uh, I would say, offline media. So radio, TV. And I, that sort of propelled my business for me at that time. 
Um, but working with a coach is really important because it's it, it, we, we're living in our with our subconscious all the time. But our growth is not in the subconscious. Our, our growth is actually by consciously looking at what we desire and pushing ourselves to get there. Hmm. And, and that's what the coach does. It shows you that the subconscious is always trying to pull you back. It's like it's as if it has a rope around your waist and trying to pull you from where you actually want to go. So uh, it's really important to work with a coach and I've worked with other coaches and I work with a coach now too. Oh, nice. So when you're looking for a coach uh, and from your experience working with coaches and being a coach yourself, what do you think is the, I guess, uh, best set of criteria that someone should use to, fi- to find the perfect coach for them? That's a brilliant question. So the first thing is, have they gotten results already? Uh, the second thing is, listen to your intuition. Do you uh, do you resonate with them? Uh, do you think they're going to be someone who's really going to push you? Are you a little bit scared by them? Um, do they scare you? Uh, which is a good thing. You know, you don't want your coach to be your friend. Um, looking at them and how they are in their life, it, it, does that inspire you for you what you want? So um, I would certainly, not everybody does this, but for me, health is really important because it's not enough to have, wealth is not just financial, it's everything. It's emotional, physical, spiritual. So if I'm looking at somebody who's financially very wealthy, but I can see that um, they look really tired underneath their eyes or their skin isn't glowing, then I walk on by and I don't work with that person. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. And and also, um, sorry to cut across you, but how they are in their personal life because how we show up in our personal life shows up in our business and and again we want to i know it's it's difficult for everyone to get that balance but uh your relationships are extremely important and and you want to be happy in those two right right definitely i like that um now i i like the fact that you're you know you're 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 focusing on not only helping people grow their business but becoming their true selves and offload the shame what do you think yes. um, leads to, I guess, the unloading? I don't know if that's the right word, but but developing that shame in the first place. How, where does that come from? Yeah, brilliant. So we all have shame, and it's basically those things we picked up when in our childhood, whether it was from our parents, um, from in school, from other children, from lots of different encounters. So basically, anytime we were being our true self, it wasn't okay. So we were um, we were shamed for it. And, and then we begin to feel shameful for that throughout our life. And of course, it's all cellular because it, it stores within our body. Um, and it can really hold us back because obviously that's, you know, there's, uh, there's sadness and there's anger, but the really bottom one is that shame one. That's the one that prevents us from being visible. That's the one that where we wake up in the morning, we think, oh my God, I have an idea to actually go and do something where I know that there's going to be a lot of traction coming into my business. But then we start to analyze it. So that's the shame part and the subconscious coming in and, and thinking, oh no, what would so-and-so think? Or what if it doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera. So when we start to offload shame, we're okay with being ourselves and we're okay with going after that thing. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. <clears throat> Rather than thinking, okay, I feel ashamed for this and I never do it in the first place. Hmm. Okay. So what's the, what's the process that you take your clients through to, to help them to offload that shame and really become their true selves? Brilliant. So the first thing is, and it's a really scary thing to do, but it's the success really comes from here. And it's actually sharing things, we, the dark, 
I call it the, the sort of the dark secrets we would never want to share with anybody because we all go around with this armor acting as if, um, you know, we want the world to perceive us as being we're so strong, we're so confident. But it's the shame that actually seeps out through us without us realizing it. So when we go to sell something, when we go to talk on stage, that shame, it's like, um, so it rises out of us without realizing it. Um, how else we can also determine it is when somebody says something to us. So, for example, two things people hate to talk about, sex and money. And why? Because they have shame around it. So when we start up uplifting our shame, we can talk about that. So um, that's a roundabout way of me saying something. But what I want to say is first thing is, to go and make a video or at least three videos and share dark stuff that you would hate for anybody to know about you. Hmm. So it could be something that happened in your childhood. It could be something your teenage years, um, whatever it is. And once you share that, it's you're opening it up into the light. And it's it's oh, it's it's incredibly powerful. And you no longer have to hide that. And it takes so much energy to hide that as well. And then it stops you from not being visible. It, it's, it's, uh, it makes you want to get out there and be who you want to be. Now, I'm wondering, I'm thinking about that process. and I'm thinking about, like, you know, if I were to do that right now, if I were to make that video, how difficult it would be to make the video and put it out there. But even more so, like, how do you deal with, um, I guess, really like the, you know, like you were talking about before, the shame got there in the first place because, you, you were your true self and people made fun of you or shamed you or told you you were wrong. You make this video, you put it out there and that same thing happens again. How, how, do, how do you, I guess, have the positive reaction that you're talking about versus one that makes you go further deeper into your shell? Brilliant. Okay, a great question. So what happens is when we share the shame, it takes away the um, attachment. So, for example, when we go and say something, we're more than likely going to have some sort of attachment to it. So if somebody criticizes us or somebody praises us about that, we will have an attachment to it. Um, whereas when we share, start continuously share our shame, there's no longer an attachment. So even if somebody says, wow, you are so courageous to do that, you don't even feel that from them in a very positive way because you know within yourself, it's your true self and you're content within you that you don't need somebody to say that. Or if they do, it's it's not as if you're going to um, grab that and put it inside you and think, okay, th- I, I need this to be liked, to be loved. Hmm. Okay. So it's so it's really releasing yourself from, uh, it was like the, the outcome or the social, um, I guess, interpretation of your actions. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's terrific. And to add to that as well, Micah, so everything we do in this world, how we show up, it all comes back to love everything so we always want to be loved we always want to be liked and i know you said you had um, a six-month-old little boy yeah um and you know you'll see babies they and and little children what do they want they don't want loads of toys they don't want loads of sweets they want an adult their parent or whoever it is on the ground with them giving them time giving them attention which is love that's all they want Mm -hmm. and it's the same we grow up as adults and we continuously do things as well to be loved. But if we can say to ourselves, if I am loved no matter what, what is it that I would do? So when we start to offload the shame, we start to see that. That starts coming up for us. And then we start taking action on things that before we would have been afraid to do. Right. 
So I guess the, the, the next thing that kind of comes into my mind when I think about that is, um, I, I, you know, I think about like society and the reasons why people get shamed. You know, we have these kind of social constructs and rules and, and whatever else. And, uh, you know, I guess I guess it's, it's kind of like what, you know, who determines what's right and wrong. But uh, I guess at some point, how do you, I guess, avoid, I don't know, becoming a bad person? And, and maybe even is there such a thing as a bad person? Like, you know what, you know what, what I'm saying? What a great question. Like, yeah, well, first thing I have to say is how we perceive everything is from our own eyes. And in, in reality, there actually isn't anything bad, but it's how we perceive it to be. So everybody has their good and we would say they're negative and then it's what they choose. Um, but sharing shame as well takes away the judgment because our when we have shame, we judge ourselves. And when we judge ourselves, we judge the world continuously. So what shame does is it allows us to understand why things happening why is it that that person walks down the street and they go and shoot somebody like instead of saying they're bad understand why they did that like what was their background what was it that they because for someone to do bad onto another they don't feel worthy and they feel bad about themselves hmm. so then so then so that i guess that whole process of you offloading your shame also i guess translates into you not off or onloading shame onto other people and oh wow and that's yeah that's well. that's exactly it right. and that's why so much abuse happens in the world because it, it at the back of it all it's all shame it's it's like okay we don't want to feel it so we offload onto somebody else it's like when um and i know i used to do this i had a lot of sadness inside me so when i saw a child crying i would immediately immediately tell it to stop like stop crying you don't need to cry and when I learned, dealt with my own sadness, I was okay being around children crying because it wasn't bringing up sadness in me because I was okay with it. Hmm. And it's the same with shame. We're not okay dealing with our own shame. So we have to put it onto somebody else to like hide it away. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So how does that translate into uh, growing a business? How, what, what, what do business owners, leaders, people who may think like oh that sounds like some woo woo stuff I don't really need I'm focused on my business I'm uh, that's that's what I am really uh, interested in not this mindset stuff how, how does that how does that help them and what do they need to know great so the first thing is what I would say to someone is okay do you want to make more sales do you want to make more money more cash in your business and nobody's going to say no to that and ask them okay what is it you're making now and why are you not making this because everybody has the ability everybody has within them to make more than what they are making and what's stopping you what's holding you back and then the question is if you were loved you were liked no matter what what would you do now like write down 20 things of what you would do now um, that if nobody was looking at you nobody was going to make any comment you weren't even going to judge yourself what are all those things you do and then we start offloading the shame and start tackling those things like crazy like laser tackling them hmm. i like that so what, what is your uh, 12-week 360 Titan Intensive? Great. So I work with, uh, it's, it's mostly for female entrepreneurs. And what I do is it's showing them how to be their true self. And what happens is when we go into our dark, which is the shame, we actually bring out our true voice and we say whatever we want to say without the need to be liked. Um, and we listen to our intuition and we follow it. So that's what I do with my clients. I show them how to pursue what they want to do, to make sales fast, to have no attachment to anything they say and do, 
obviously you're not going out there um you know like attacking people or anything that's not the idea but it's to quickly make sales by being their true self so that they can be wealthy but at the same time not be at that place and then think i'm unhappy with myself because i got here by being fake now what do i do Hmm. So I'm thinking about when you when you were when you were just saying that and you were saying like uh, you don't want to go out there you want to be your true self but you don't want to go out there and be mean. What if what if your true self is mean? What if the natural kind of way that you want to approach people, which you got shamed out of, is I guess would be perceived by the world as mean? Um, then what? Okay, great. Okay, well, when we offload shame, we're sort of like going back to when we were a two or three year old child when they're so um, you know children are so bold and direct. But it's just such a lovable thing to see because there's no filter. And I actually give you an example. I was sitting yesterday in um, like a little cafe, a little seaside cafe with my partner who's Indian. We we're sitting there and this little boy came walking by with his mom. And he was about, I would say, three. And he like lovely colorful glasses. And where we were sitting in Ireland, there wouldn't be many, um, how would you say, it, like multicultural people living there who are, are not originally from Ireland. So he walked by and he looked and then he looked again and he pointed and said, what's that <laughs> at my partner? And I just loved the way he just said it. There, like that, the filter is gone. He's just saying it as it is. And when it comes to sales, we say it as it is, but we're not attached to saying that. Hmm. Okay. So we're not attached to the outcome of it. We just say it as it is. Okay. Okay. So it just allows you to just be yourself and not worry about... Um... Not worry about any, uh, uh, I guess, outside perceptions. So typically, does this, does this help business owners? Um, I guess I, I guess the one thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, if there are circumstances in which, you know, people are attempting to shame you and you don't care, uh, could there be, I guess, the, the, you know, the possibility of, of, of a backlash? You know, people, because um, I guess, I, I, you know, I, I think about people that I know that um that have really really strong followings and some of them have like really big personalities and they're very uh outspoken um and it's it's kind of good and bad for them right it's it's good in the sense that like because they're so outspoken they kind of really polarize people away from them who aren't like them and really attract those people to them who are mm -hmm. like them um but one of the guys that i know in particular uh, he is always complaining about uh, his critics. Uh, and I guess maybe that means he needs you as <laughs> to coach him to not be so concerned about that. But I think it's interesting because it's like, one, I feel like because he is so polarizing, um, that is the thing that draws the clients that he has to him. And they defend mm -hmm. him uh, like really vigorously. Um, but he mm -hmm. also has this pretty big and growing group of critics who – uh, you know, because he's so like, I'm going to say what I want to say and do what I want to do. Um, mm -hmm. and doesn't kind of follow those social rules. He, you know, has these other, hate these other critics. So, um, is, is there, um, I guess I'm thinking, is there, is there a way to, um, I guess manage that? Like, I, I know you're saying like, um, you know, I guess I'm, I'm thinking of like, what, what are some techniques that you would, you would, you would say to someone like that to, to figure out how to, how to make that balance? I'm, I'm, you know, being okay. my true self, is, but I want, this I want is to really great. Something I probably should have said at the beginning is there are people in life who are successful. And sometimes this is why when we're coming from the heart, when we're coming from the soul, 
that when we build a business around that, which is basically being our true self, then we see certain people and we think, but I don't want, they're successful and I know that they're coming from the ego. And then we think, okay, because there is, is coming from the ego, we think we don't want that because um, basically we, we don't want to be having a successful life from the ego because we're never going to be happy then. We're always going to be empty. And the thing is, I, I mean, I don't know this person, everything else, but you always in your business, you want to have the haters, you want to have the likers and you want to be okay with the haters because when you have the haters, you're saying exactly what you really think and what you really feel. You're not sitting on the fence. You're saying it as it is. Um, I'm not sure why this person would, maybe there's a marketing tactic in this that he's criticizing them. So he will get more haters. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I saw somebody making a video the other day, uh, a very successful entrepreneur and online entrepreneur. They were complaining about that they were getting negative comments on, on the things that they're saying. But when we're okay with ourselves, when it's coming from our true self and we feel completely loved and somebody can say whatever they want to say, then all of that stuff, it like it just washes off us. It, it doesn't, it, it, it should not bother us. And if it does, if it does trigger us, if there is a reaction from us, it's something inside us. It is not them. It's not the haters. It's us. Hmm. Now, when you were you were first building up your business, um, what what sort of struggles did you have, and what, what sort of things did you have to overcome uh, as a as a oh. business person? Oh God, <laughs> exactly what I'm doing now, which is why I'm so passionate about this. I was so wanted to be liked. I so wanted to be loved. I, I put, this is really important, not to have your business as your sense of self and your self-esteem. And that's exactly what I did. So the more sales I made, the it helped my self-esteem. And that's not a good thing. Now, obviously, you will become more confident as you grow in business and, and as your income grows. But if yours is inconsistent, then that's not, it's it's just not a healthy way to show up at all. Um, and I wasn't going out there. I mean, even to do a podcast like this, I'd have to think about this for a couple of weeks or and then be super nervous and then come off doing it and overanalyze what was said <laughs> without just, OK, that's done. Move on. Finished. Um, and, and just afraid to contact the people I wanted to contact, uh, having the pro photographs where this smile which it wasn't like you know it wasn't me um so even the way that i used to write the copy on my website uh, you've obviously seen what what i have on my website now but it's it's very different i just say it as it is and that that's the way that it is right right so so what what how do you go about getting clients what's your um i guess main uh strategy for, for doing that brilliant I do not this is terrific actually you ask this I do not run Facebook ads anymore I used to run Facebook ads I don't even do that now the best one is Facebook groups when you go into Facebook groups there are thousands of them and I know somebody might say okay she's depending on Facebook groups or her business etc but there's more to it that um when you go into Facebook groups and you show up as you are you put up posts you put up videos you wake up in the morning, you think, okay, I'm actually, I've got this idea to a video, I'm just going to go in there and do it. Then it, it, you actually naturally attract people towards you and not even selling. You don't have to have anything at the end, but people just come to you. They come, they PM you, they say they want to work with you. It's actually not that difficult when you show up as yourself. 
Hmm. Okay, so you find groups, I assume, that are relevant to your your space mindset and, and business growth and that sort of thing. And then you post uh, post videos in there that are, I guess, helpful to um, topics that are being discussed in the group. Is that is that the strategy? Yeah, brilliant. Exactly. And when it comes to videos and doing um, your posts and everything, you, you don't, you know, I mean, I remember when I started out, I went to Amazon and I spent, I think it was something like $300 around that in euro um, on lighting and it, it came it was shipped over here I didn't realize obviously the voltage is different between uh, here and the US so all it all the bulbs blew on it anyway oh, wow. but the point is I don't even use that stuff that stuff is like thrown in the cupboard somewhere you don't need to have that when you show up without the um, you know people are over they're so over the whole polished marketing that they want to see real relationships real connections hmm. okay so you're coming off authentic even in your videos you're like forget forget the lights forget the extra polish oh, yeah. stuff I'm just oh yeah be sometimes me. i don't oh yeah sometimes i don't even wear makeup because sometimes that can be um if you're spending too long thinking about the action your subconscious is going to pull you back so the minute you have it you've got to go and do it hmm. that's the thing that's okay. the key because the fear will always be there I haven't got to millions and millions yet, but I know that the fear it keeps coming up and we want it to because we're not going to grow if it's not there. Hmm. So who's your ideal client? My ideal client would be a female entrepreneur who is doing everything. They're posting, they're doing their videos, they're running Facebook ads. They have somewhat of a following, but they're just not getting traction and they, they're thinking, what's wrong with me? I'm working so hard, they're determined, they're dedicated, and they don't know what's going on. And it's because they're afraid to be them, true, their true self. And so there's there's always that um, sort of like that wall built up between them and those who actually want to work with them. Hmm. Okay. So with that, uh, how did you figure out like that was the, the, the specific person uh, that you wanted to work with? And, and were there times where you were working with other types of people that you realized this is just not my, my group? Yeah, you know what, Michael, I, there's this thing where you're told to, and I did this too, sit down, look at your ideal client and spend forever about what are they, what's this and that. And yeah, you do, of course, need to know their desires and where they're at now. But you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know what magazines they read and all this sort of stuff. Well, maybe if you're running Facebook ads, you probably do. But <laughs> it, it, you can get there faster without needing to know that sort of thing, those kind of things. And people can see the genuineness as well. Um, for me, I knew I wanted to work with female entrepreneurs because I had been there. I understood their struggle. And I knew how, to, how to, I, you know, when I started out, everything was trying really determined Um up at six, doing it in the morning and doing everything, sitting on a laptop all day. And then at the end of the day, not having success and wondering, like, what is this? What's going on? Why do people not want to buy this? Like, this is amazing. Why do they not want it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so it was pretty easy for me to understand who it was I would be working with. Okay, I like that. Well, Fionnula, I'm happy to have you on the show. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed this conversation because I think you know what you're talking about is something that's so important that a lot of people, um, you know, it, it is it is being discussed, but I think too many people still just kind of think it's just not necessary for their business, and I think it really is, uh, and and for their lives. Um, and so I'm I'm glad we got a chance to talk about this, and and you really helped out 
um, with some good advice. So I want to know before uh, we close out, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Great. Uh, so my website is finulawall.com. That's going to be a tricky one. So it's F-I-O-N-N-U-A-L-A wall.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook and I actually do not have a Facebook business page. Imagine that. I just use my personal page. There's when I'm working with clients, it's like, get rid of all the stuff you don't need. Let's make this down to the most simplified way. And it's all about getting sales. Forget about the rest. Nice. So that's where you'll find me. Okay, perfect. I like that. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show and uh, uh, have a great day. Thank you so much, Michael. It's a pleasure. Thanks for being awesome and joining us on another episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. Be sure to listen next week where I'll be sharing another story of yet another inspiring Internet baller. In the meantime, you can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.